gay folks, Eve here. This is a show about the experiences of LGBTQ folks that find joy recreating in the outdoors. We're creating space for folks to share their stories, which means you might hear some things that just don't make sense to you. And that is exactly why we're here. It's our hope that you will listen with an open mind. And as always, we welcome thoughtful and engaged feedback. We look forward to hearing how you brought this conversation into your own community. With that, welcome to the ride. Hey, Casey. Hey, Eve. What are we listening to today? Well, I met this really cool person not that long ago through a friend of mine. Yeah. That um was just like I just was like I have to be this person's friend. Um, Outdoors. Yeah. Related. They, they like riding their bike. Do they? They yeah. They rode their bike pretty far um, this past summer, and I was enamored. Um, they're pretty awesome. Um, and they actually just happen to be you. Oh my gosh, me? This is an interview with me? This is your interview. Wow. This is the world learning about my one of my best friends. Well, I can't wait partner. to listen to my voice on recording, which is always a weird experience. There's some good bits in there. Cool. Should we get into it? We should get into it. Let's do it. So I'm really into the group introduction style of intros. So could you share with us your name, your pronouns, and like a small intro about yourself? Yeah. My name is Casey. My pronouns are she, her. And I just got my training wheels off my bike. Wow. That's my small that intro. That was like this week? Or? No, not really. But metaphorically, metaphorically. in my life, okay. I feel as though. I've just gotten my training wheels off the metaphorical off. bike of my life. That is awesome. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm I'm teetering my way through. Just teetering away. Balance. Yeah. That's the whole point. So I know you from a good friend, Brad and Steph. Brad and Steph. Shout out. Shout out. To Brad and Steph. Shout out especially to Brad. True. Who we wouldn't be here without him. Brad is. The, our Shout our first funder. He bought first. these microphones into which we speak. Yeah, he's great. Um, but I also I think I originally met you through Steph, who was like, "Hey, my friend is biking around Lake Michigan. You should message her on Instagram." That's a cool thing. Who was the friend? Steph. No, oh. <laughs> you. Oh me. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing I did. <laughs> um, so you just got your training wheels off. And then you biked around Lake Michigan. And then I biked around Lake Michigan this solo. Pretty impressive. Yeah, thank you. All it right. was amazing. So what else do you like? Um, to do, really. To do. Or, or yeah. like in general. I like blueberries and mint chocolate chip. Okay. And lemon. Those are all my favorite flavors. <laughs> um, I love to be outside. Okay. I grew up in Grand Rapids, Michigan on 10 acres of land, and I was homeschooled. So instead of going to school like a normal child, I just ran around in the outdoors and made soup out of berries and wow, was dirty, had dirty feet all the time. So good. You were like a baby dirtbag. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
that's how I describe, not necessarily, but um, yeah, it was great. And now I live in Chicago, which I also love. There's a slight lack of nature, but we find it and we appreciate it where we find it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to bike. I am an illustrator and a photographer. And and you do some marketing right now, right? Yeah, I do marketing for a couple different small businesses in Chicago. And you recently just started working at a really rad bike shop. That's true. Yeah. What bike shop is that? I work at BFF Bikes. What's their mission? It is, yeah, it um, is one of, we think it's the only female-focused bike shop in the Midwest. So we say we're female-focused, but man-friendly. Ooh. Um, But we carry majority bikes for women. So like women-specific design. Women-specific design, um, women's clothing, and we aim to be a BFF to all of our customers, um, which just means like a lot of bike shops can be really intimidating and you feel like if you're not a rich, straight, white, cis dude, then you have no right to be in there. Or if you can't like speak the language of bikes, you don't know the names of the components, then like that's like kind of even why we're here. Yeah. Right. Like accessibility. Like there's people that need accessibility. Yeah. Cool. Um, so how did you get into like these things? Like how did you get into riding your bike around Lake Michigan? Yeah. From growing up just like being a dirt dirt bike. A dirt bike, thank you. My my mother will be delighted to hear this episode <laughs> about her dirt bike child. Um so when I lived in Chicago, I, my first summer that I stayed here, mm-hmm. I like got a summer job at an ice cream shop because I thought it would be cute to work in it. That's literally mm, the reason I was horrible. like, I'm going to look really cute if I work in an ice cream shop. Um, and I didn't own a car and I didn't want to own a car because it's a nightmare in a big city like Chicago. So I was like, I'm going to bike and I'm going to get a bike and I'm going to bike around the city and have my perfect summer working in an ice cream shop. And I bought a bike for $60 off of a friend and it was a yellow and blue 1970s Schwinn old heavy steel bike road bike um and my commute was five miles each way okay and the first time the like my first day on the job I biked my five miles I was like pretty tired I like worked my whole shift and I was like on my feet the whole day Mm -hmm. And then I biked five miles home and I think it was raining. And so I get home and I'm like, I biked, just biked 10 miles and I've probably never biked that far in my life. And I get home and I just like have a meltdown and I'm like crying, laying in my bedroom floor. And my roommate is like, what's wrong? And I was like, I can't do it. Like, it's too much. Oh, yes. And she was like, you're going to be okay. Like, everything's fine. Um, And then the commute just like over time, like it sucked. And then after a week or two it like sucked less and I was yeah. like oh like it doesn't hurt as much like and then the five miles like started to feel fast and then it felt like really fast and then I like barely even noticed I was doing it and I was like wow like that's so awesome I put in a little effort and my body like responded to that Loved and that was really it. cool and I was like I wonder if I could bike like 20 miles and so some Saturday I like went out and biked 20 miles and it felt amazing and then I was like wow like I wonder if I could bike 50 miles nice and then I was talking to my neighbor who was training and getting ready to ride ragbri okay yeah and he was telling me all about this ragbri which is this big bike ride in iowa yeah i I think think. so um 
clearly I haven't done it. Um, but it's just this, this big old thing. It's this like big event. And I was like, that's, a, that sounds so amazing. Like riding with all your friends, yeah. like for a really long time. Like I was just so enamored by that. And I was like, I wonder if I could do a long ride. I wonder if I could ride from Chicago to Grand Rapids, which is where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And my neighbor at the time we were like sitting out on our back deck. It was like 1am and he was like totally drunk. So I don't know why I trusted him, but he was like, Oh, like you can totally do that. Yeah. You're like, like really? it's just a three and a half hour drive yeah back car. I was like I was like it's really fun. like you think I can do it and he was like oh easy like you can totally do that and I just like went with it and I was like I can do it like I bet I can do it I'm just gonna try like what's the worst that can happen yeah yeah um so I got a couple friends and it was this whole in my mind it was like the biggest deal in the world I was like bike trip like we're going on a bike trip and we did this like two day bike trip the first day we did 110 miles which wow. was the first time I've ever biked over 100 miles that's amazing I was dead but yeah. so happy like just so right. Like in just, love with yeah. it and I've just wanted to keep going so then how was the second day um it was hard yeah, yeah. it was rough <laughs> so is it like because it's not quite 200 miles right yeah so we actually ended up biking from Chicago to St. Joseph and then from St. Joseph to Holland Michigan okay. and then got picked up by my dad in Holland because I wanted to stick along the lakeshore and I was like I don't care about any of the inland stuff yeah um so our second day was 60 miles or something like that but like it felt like a fraction of your first day yeah but also not but right building on by the end when we got back to my parents house and then stayed there um I remember walking down a flight of stairs was like the (laughs) most painful thing in the world you have to go backwards yeah oh yeah that's the key but at the time I didn't know and I was like oh my gosh um but I had like actually trained like I had been doing like I would wake up on Saturdays mm-hmm. at like 5 a.m. Wow. And I would bike 80 miles and I'd be like home by like. Yeah. Middle of the day. Yeah. Like You're middle good. of the morning. I would take a dip in Lake Michigan and then I'd come home and then like my day would start and it was amazing. Um, so I had trained and the, the two dudes that I brought with me, like mm-hmm. two friends of mine had not trained. Okay. But they were like athletic guys and they were like, we're going to be fine. Um, and I, all I wanted was I was like, I can't be the weakest link. Like I need to right. pull my yeah, weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to like prove this so I trained really hard and I totally kicked both of their butts but to be fair my friend Cam was carrying the three people's weight wow so we just what he was the only his was the only bike with a rack and we were like Cam you can just like we'll just put everything in your bag so we just put it all in him so that was rough for him and then my friend Paul was riding a really really old bike that was like in terrible condition and he wanted to like clip in but didn't have like the shoes or pedals for it okay so he tied old like old busted um um, like cages no like tire not tires um tubes okay like old tubes he like tied them to the thing so it was like a little strap that went over his foot and literally with every so it like tied his feet to these pedals and with every pedal I'm making the motion of pedals in my hands right now with every pedal rotation it was like squeak 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 for two days like almost 200 miles like I think I would have just like cut the tubes off in the middle of the night just be like Paul you're done and then he I remember he duct taped he wanted to, like, ride in the aero bar position to, like, give his hands a rest, uh-huh. but he didn't have aero bars. I don't think he even had drops. I think it was a mountain bike. Wow. And so he duct taped um, a towel to, like, the front of his of his bars, and he would just rest his 
his elbows kind of on this towel wow. and just like churn out squeak squeak just churn out the miles it was rough we were a rough crew but I was thinking about that the other day like someone just like believed in me enough to, yeah, to think I could do it and then a coworker lent me a bike so I didn't have to ride like my really heavy vintage right. steel bike so I was on this road bike that was still 10 years old but to me it felt like that yeah, most high tech like, thing in the if world. If you would have taken it on that ten mile commute, you oh, I would have been flying. Like flying. And then another friend just like lent us his bike bags and was like, "Yeah, like just borrow them. Any gear you need." That's amazing. Um, and someone like showed me how to change a, a flat, and so I like felt equipped. And it's just like, yeah. And you I had, had friends it, to do it with so you. Many, so you yeah, alone. there's so many barriers to like, like I just feel really lucky that I found biking. Yeah. Because there's, there, like, nothing, there's no reason for me to. Like, no one else in my life, like, was into cycling or into bike touring. I had no reason to, like, f- I just happened to fall into it and love it and yeah know a couple people who lent me a couple things, and that's, like, enough to get that's started. It. Yeah, yeah, that's enough to get started. That's really mm-hmm. amazing. So this whole podcast is about getting people that are in the LGBTQ community to have their voices heard and talk about like what it's like to be a queer person in the outdoors doing things like riding their bike from Grand Rapids to Chicago or back or around Lake Michigan or across the country or what might have you. So um, why do you feel you wanted to be both like on the podcast but also doing this thing with me like starting this business? Yeah yeah um well, one, because I believe in you, Eve, <laughs> and I want to be that person who says, yeah, you can do it. That's your dream. Yeah. Go for it. Um, You're my 1.30 a.m. drunk buddy supporting me. Th- that sounds way more scandalous, dear reader, <laughs> than it actually is. <laughs> but we'll just let your, we'll let your imagination it. run wild with whatever that means. Um, well, I'm a queer person myself, so yeah. <laughs> maybe that's part of it. Okay. How do you identify? Um, I identify as pansexual. Okay. Um, queer is probably what I refer to myself the most. Yeah. If people don't know what pansexual means, I say bisexual is fine. Yeah. If absolutely. people don't know what that means, then we, we're behind. We, <laughs> we have a lot of conversations we got to catch up on. Um, yeah. But yeah, so okay, let's, let's dive for a second into like pansexual. Like I think you're right. Not a lot of people know what that word means. Um, I think I have my own definition, but I'd love to hear your definition as someone who identifies that way. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's even debated within the community. Yeah. The, the queer community. Yeah. There's, like, some kids that I was talking to the other day, like, had a whole debate on it. Yeah. So. Some people sure. think bi and pan are the same thing. Some people think okay. pan shouldn't exist. Most of the pan people I know are, like, really chill. And they're like, I'm pan, but if, you, if you're if you mad at me for saying that, then just call me bi and, like, don't fight with me. Like, I don't want to fight about it. Um, to me, or at least in my understanding of the difference between the two and why I identify as pan is um, that bisexual people are, like, into – that's, like, capital. Imagine me in, like, caps. Like, mm-hmm. into specific gender. So, like, into men – and into, into women, women and into non-binary people you can be into any gender and still be bi but you're like into the specific gender, gender like so. for like because of that gender if that makes sense and then i would yeah, say yeah. pansexual people are 
into anyone and their gender doesn't necessarily matter play a role in why a pansexual person might be attracted to a person yeah i think that makes a lot of sense that's a lot i guess i always kind of like thought about it as bisexual plays into the uh, role of the gender binary yeah a lot of like it's either like you're into men or women or you're into men and women like there's as like my understanding of being bisexual is that there's like no being into people that aren't don't identify as one of those two yeah i think there's a movement away from that and most at least most of the bi people that i've talked to yeah um wouldn't say that they would say they're into any gender yeah but it's maybe like i don't that's why it's messy yeah it's so messy yeah but But i'm it to be to identify as i just want to say this clearly to identify as bisexual is not um to be transphobic or to be right um absolutely biased in any way against um non-binary people or exclusionary non-binary people yeah absolutely cool thanks for sharing that with us yeah awesome so queer class with casey (laughs) (laughs) yikes so how has your experience in the outdoors been shaped by your gender uh or your sexuality or both yeah um I think as a woman, or anyone who's not a man, um, not a cis hetero white man, man. Um, yeah, you feel like it's maybe not your space. Yeah. Or like you're, you worry. Yeah, like it's not your space. Like you. Yeah, I mean, I think we were talking about this like earlier about how you earlier before we started recording (laughs) (laughs) um just like how like even showing up to a group ride would be intimidating yeah um yeah just being a woman in the world in my experience I've been told a lot like you can't do something yeah um and that's also like ironic considering like you have the privilege of being a white woman right right so like there's so many more barriers if you're not just a, if you're not a white woman totally right um but like i don't know it's it's as much i feel like it's as much as saying like you had like someone had to open a women's specific bike shop hmm. yeah because you needed that we needed that representation yeah yeah right it like shouldn't have to be that way yeah but it is what about your like sexuality? How how has that shaped your experience as a as a bike girl? As a bike girl, well, I feel like all the bike girls are gay. I don't actually mean that. I mean, but a large majority of them. that, you know. Um, yeah, it's funny because I didn't come out to myself as a queer person um, until I was an adult, and looking back I'm like oh I was like really into like bikes and I was really into all these things (laughs) that are like stereotypically pretty gay but like I didn't even know because I wasn't in the community so I didn't know the stereotypes I remember listening to this podcast that Julian Baker was on the love of my life Julian Baker if you hear this I love you um and she was talking about all the 
like just all these different things. Like she was like, oh yeah, like I like I loved like carabiners and I like hated Ooh. purses. Like yeah. I, I I like couldn't carry on purses, so I was always like just clipping my keys. She was like, and then like later I realized those were all, and she was like listing all these things. And she was like, I really liked like Carhartt, and later I really like. I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't like purses. I like Carhartt. Like we're the same. Like, oh no, I'm checking all the boxes. <laughs> like accidentally. Yeah. So I think it like goes both ways if yeah. that makes sense like Actually. like my experience has shaped me and I've shaped my experience yeah if that makes sense yeah but like before I just remember before we were recording we were talking about just like your experience um just like doing bike tours or going on bike rides and using something like warm showers yeah and like warm showers is great shout out to warm showers please sponsor us um I've had really good experiences with warm, with warm showers. showers, staying with yeah. people on, sorry, I'm about to burp and I'm trying to hold it <laughs> in, um, staying with people on different tours. Um, I know like some people have had obviously everything there can be sketchy people, but I've had lovely positive experiences. Yeah. Um, but it has been a weird thing if I'm like, I stayed at a warm showers with my partner and I was like, do we, do we pretend we're friends or do yeah. we tell them we're dating or, um, there was like a couple I stayed with and they were amazing. Um, and we just like talked the whole night and they made me dinner mm-hmm. and they took me out on the town and we had like the best time just talking about bikes and stuff. But yeah. they would like make jokes about like, Oh, like your boyfriend or do you have a boyfriend? Or they were like, biking is your boyfriend. And I was like, yeah, and I was like, if I, do I tell them that I, right. Like, will that be weird? Like, will it, I, you know, like I was even trying to feel out the vibes. I was like, are they, are they Christian? Are they conservative? Like, how's this going to go over? Yeah. And I like, couldn't really tell. Like if I drop so I, like, this bomb, like, am I going to have a bed to sleep in? Tonight? Right. It's weird. I that mean, it's, it's like, but that's everyday life for like navigating the world as a queer person. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a highlighted experience of like coming out every day. Right. Yeah. It just happens to be like, you're in this really specific situation. Yeah. Um, which kind of like sucks because you're like I'm exhausted from riding my bike all day the last thing I want to like think about is like censoring or monitoring what I'm saying yeah when I'm talking about my very real life right that isn't on the bike even like when I (coughs) first started working at this bike shop which literally has like queer and trans like nights and in, yeah well they have like rides like specifically and yeah. training and different things like and obvi- like employees mm-hmm. that are in the queer community and I still was like should I should I tell my boss like I, you just can't help like it's right it's kind of like a learned cautiousness about the world which right. in some I w- I'm not gonna say it's good but it's necessary yeah for certain people living well it is yeah it's a safety yeah. mechanism right like I mean I have the privilege of like living in a fairly liberal city where I like right. worry less than I would if I was in a more conservative rural area and even here I worry so yeah that makes total sense um was there ever like something or someone some conversation that helped you feel like comfort in your like identity within your hobby like within riding bikes or being outdoors like earlier you were saying about how like 
as like being a woman like your gender even your sexuality like you don't feel um like you're not the person like you're not this cis hetero white dude showing Mm -hmm. up to the tuesday night road ride you know so like has there ever been some conversation you had or like a person that was like you can do this like regardless you're not that yeah Um, um my partner actually has been like one of the biggest that's awesome supports um she is pretty into cycling um she does more racing than touring but yeah I had just casually mentioned like oh I'm like you know someday like my dream like Mm -hmm. far off far off dream someday is to ride around Lake Michigan and she was like you should do it like you can do it and I was like like I don't think I I don't think I would have done it if she hadn't like and pushed that for me because it like was my dream and I loved it it was the best but it's amazing yeah especially like I don't know I think people like in Chicago there's a huge racing community yeah and so a lot of the cyclists that I know in Chicago are either like doing road racing or cyclocross um and that's just like a very different mentality about biking yeah than, absolutely than a lot of than like the way that I enjoy to be biking mm-hmm. so I can often feel like oh if I'm not like you know, in the market for the fastest, newest road bike, and I'm not, like, out there in all the crits, yeah. then Absolutely. I don't count as a cyclist in Chicago. Or, yeah, or there's people who, are, like, are just commuters, and yeah, they... But they still ride their bike, right? Like, right, right, totally. And, like, or you'll hear, like, people at bike shops, like, complaining about mm-hmm. the commuters, like, bringing in their bikes to get fixed. And I'm, or they're, like, or a certain person who maybe, like, doesn't look like yeah a cyclist or they use their they use their bike to do postmates or some other like delivery service and like yeah. make an income for themselves and and you know bike shop employees will be complaining about it as if like this person because they don't have an expensive bike like doesn't have the right to bike and right I think what's so special about cycling is like is a tool of it like originally was such a tool of liberation like yeah absolutely um there's that famous like Susan B. Anthony quote that like yeah the bicycle has done more for like women's liberation than any other thing and absolutely um it really is like a very ex- it can be like a very accessible means of like transportation or yeah. income or just enjoyment or like recreation for people I mean you can you can drop thousands 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 of dollars on the sport or you can like buy a $50 bike at a garage sale right, and put some air in the tires and one. like have a lovely ride and like yeah. enjoy your time and I think both of those are completely valid ways of maybe the garage sale one more than yeah. the like really rich person dropping all their money you know like yeah absolutely I mean it goes to show kind of like the how regardless of how much money you spend or like what how fancy your bike is or where you got it or what it looks like how like they all do the exact same thing, which is when you pedal, your when you pedal, you go forward. <laughs> you go forward, yeah. And that's the whole point. Yeah, um, that's really awesome. So, I mean, we're trying to create community here. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole podcast, this whole project that we're working on. Um, so, how do you think that we can create accessibility to the outdoors for people in our community that look like us, have experiences like us? Like, how do we make it more accessible? Do we build more bike shops? Do we, I don't know. 
I, I mean, I think there's so many things, right? But I think, right. I don't know. I was literally like unlocking my bike today and getting on it and thinking about how if I hadn't had a friend to lend me yeah, a bike bag and tell me, you know, like send me a link to how to change a flat tire, then like I never would have gone on that first trip and I never would have like fallen in love with it. And I think, so I think there are a hundred things that can and probably should be done but maybe right. like the first is to just connect people to like knowledge and resources and yeah, to know that like you don't have to have the really fancy or expensive equipment to like right. start something yeah I feel um, like maybe there almost and then we all can be, like oh sorry no like I feel like there almost needs to be like a intro to biking like build your own garage sale bike class yeah. for people are just like you pull it out of whatever and figure out how to make it roll and like that's what you ride for a year yeah until like yeah I do want to say there are there's like a good number of um community bike shops yeah. around the country and around the world I think that are doing really um, good stuff a lot of, yeah a lot of really good work around like having open bike shop nights and teaching letting people come in and teaching people yeah. um I know working bikes shout out to working bikes here in Chicago um mm-hmm. is one of the bigger shops in maybe the country okay um that is doing that and they're really really awesome um but there's like little local amazing yeah. things happening all over um but I think even like if you and me and everyone who hears this podcast yeah. like can lend one thing to a friend like right. it was such a big deal to me like I, I wouldn't Absolutely. have dropped a thousand dollars on a brand new bike before I knew that I loved it but the fact that someone was like no at no cost to you yeah, take my bike ride it 200 miles like see mm-hmm. if you love it and if yeah. you don't like just give me my bike back and like that ch- it changed my life yeah um so just like a lot of generosity I think that's so true inclusion. there's like a there was well now rest in peace um there was a community bike shop in Grand Rapids called Bespoke Folks. Mm-hmm. Um, it was real amazing. I used them as a resource so often, not because I needed like, you know, free labor or something like that, but because I just wanted to support them and support what they were doing. But yeah, I mean, you used to like only have to pay $5 and you could bring your bike in and there was a mechanic there that would help you learn how to fix your bike. And it was so amazing. And um, I'm not really sure why they couldn't hold on anymore and like keep keep their doors open but um it's a resource that I think was invaluable and we're definitely going to be missing it in like the Grand Rapids community um I like briefly had the thought of like how can I buy this (laughs) open it again um maybe someday maybe like if the ride by ride outside gets real big we'll just buy buy it we'll bring it back we'll bring it back grand rapids needs a community bike shop i didn't bike when i lived in grand rapids so oh okay and now i see the world through the eyes of a a cyclist yeah it's a whole different world so everywhere i'm going i'll be like on a country road and i'm like oh nice shoulder like i wish (laughs) i was biking out there or i was in like arizona and like cyclists were passing yeah the car I was in and I was like oh my gosh like yeah, I wish so I was out there on my bike so I go back to Grand Rapids and I see all these bike lanes in downtown Grand Rapids and I'm like I wonder how that I like I wonder how it is biking I don't know it's I, all right I it's you know I mean like any Eve place, lives in Grand Rapids yeah I do background. Grand Rapids. Uh, any place that has bike lanes is a great place to live 
Um, Amen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Grand Rapids has a really awesome, the Grand Rapids Bicycle Coalition is doing a really good job trying to grow the commuter presence, the general cycling presence overall in the city. I think Grand Rapids is going through a lot of growing pains right now um, mm-hmm. of like the city is getting too big for its britches and not sure how to grow yet Mm -hmm. um and so i think bikes are going to be a big part of that and if we're as a city not intentional about including bikes in that growth like we're going to miss out um but i mean like some of my favorite rides in gun rapids like aren't on bike lane roads they're just out like some really awesome country roads that turn into gravel roads and just like a lot of exploration which is amazing Um, you'll have to take me sometime i know i'm so excited to uh do cranksgiving this year Cranksgiving. Um, I'm picking out a gravel bike soon if anyone has any suggestions for me. Yeah, give Casey all of your gravel bikes. At me. And also your touring bike suggestions. Um, Casey and I are going to ride our bikes cross country. We're going to high five, ready? High five, friend. Um, So also if you have any friends or if you live in any of the southern tier states and would like to lend us your couch or your backyard uh, next fall we'll be accepting those donations yes you can email us at info dot right outside dot at gmail.com the second dot's not in the email the second dot is you got it email. look up our it's in the thing it's in the it's thing. in the thing you'll find it at as the they say on the podcast. podcast description here uh all right so one of my like favorite questions that i've ever been asked has been um if you were gonna hug a letter of the alphabet what letter would you hug Ooh, <laughs> i'm just kidding i when I, so i went to bible school uh <laughs> we're gonna Small raise right past that um and that was one of the in my dorm when i got to my dorm for the very first time oh. our ra called us in and we all sat in a circle and my ra said okay so if you're gonna hug a letter of the alphabet what letter would you mm. hug and i was like oh no where am i and how do i get out of here <laughs> but so anyway you stayed there for a few years i stayed i graduated you survived i got my degree that's good i'm proud of you thank you um but i mean to answer that i think i would probably hug the letter b mm. i don't know why it just seems like the capital letter b like you could easily wrap your arm around its waist that's exactly what someone said when i was a freshman in my dorm Shout out to them. <laughs> We're on the same page. <laughs> Which letter did you say when you're a freshman I, and has it changed? I oh, I probably like refused to play along because I like <laughs> thought I was better than them or something. Too, something too cool for school. Or I was just Bible like school. I because it's straight like me and then <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I don't know what letter I tag. But um, now, what would you answer? Are you gonna make me do this? I really, I, I am, but I have a better one. This is my, this is the worst icebreaker question officially. Um, well, you brought it up. I know. I've done this. I've brought this on myself. I guess an X, for the same reason of a B. An X is like a hug in XO, right? Yeah. The hug That's and the big the debate. O's the kiss. Are X's hugs Ooh. or are O's hugs? Because O could be like a hug. I think the O is the kiss, like, kind of like your mouth. But yeah. that's kind of like an X, like what you know, like when a cartoon is kissing, it's like a little, yeah, I you know, know, it's just the never ending. We debate. should do some research on this. Yeah, we will. Um, okay. If anyone has any intel, we're going to do an episode about the origins of X's and O's. Leave us a comment. 
and rate and review. Tweet us. Tweet, tweet at us. us. Tweet at us. We don't have a Twitter yet. Though. We're gonna get one before this goes live, so you then you can tweet at okay. us. I'll throw it in at the outro of this episode. What our new Twitter account is. Tweet at us. Tweet at us. Okay, so my question is. And it's actually like I have it written down in our interview notes as something different, but um, I just was I just discovered this question. I'm so excited. Um, There's a lot been a lot of build up for this question. Shout out to Mackenzie Bortel Ooh. for coming up with this one. Mackenzie. It was if you had udders. <laughs> this is low key offensive. I keep going. What would come out of them? I'm viscerally upset by the question. First of all, I will have, dear reader, please know, I'm upset. Um, okay, my gut said chocolate milk. Okay. My gut and my heart. And I then I tried to think of something funnier to show yeah. that I'm a clever and interesting human being, but I have to go with my heart, and my heart says chocolate milk. I mean, chocolate milk's pretty good. When... <laughs> We're good. We're all good here. Little laugh attack. I can't help because Steph is like our friend is just off stage. Hey, hey Steph. Hey. Steph is laughing. Steph, what's causing your Eve to laugh? Well, my first thought was jelly. <laughs> jelly. <laughs> Which is not good, and I don't stand by the answer. <laughs> I, I do just not feel like you might have some clogging issues. Oh. Yes. <laughs> when I answered this question, I said coffee. That is very, like, hipster of you. I know I hipster's like not even a word that we use anymore in hipster? 2019, but millennial is the new hipster word. Don't what? you think? Millennial? I think it is. I think when we get called millennials, we're being told that we're being hipster. But even like millennial is out. Yeah, what's in now though? Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> we're the new boomers. I don't know how I feel about that. That's not good. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. So, okay, our dreams are big. Our dreams are big. Our hearts are big. Our hearts are big. Our we just had arms are open. Today. We did. We're officially business partners. We are. We took a very official business partner photo. We did. We'll leave a link in the bio <laughs> in the in the, in the show notes. Show notes. <laughs> show notes. We clearly know what we're doing. Yep. Um. Cool. So you would you would utter chocolate milk? Awesome. I hate, I hate, <laughs> hate, hate the sentence that was just said. I will never listen to my own podcast because I never want to hear that again. <laughs> you can just end, end the episode slightly before you know this moment is coming or just like skip over What if it. I like don't catch it though? I would be <laughs> really upset with myself. <laughs> yes, we can edit that part out. I have a feeling it's going to stay in. Probably. <laughs> we'll uh, let our producer Brad That's, a, that's a classic that. podcast. It'll be like, oh, oh, yeah, we'll edit that out. Yeah. And then it doesn't And then it just that. stays in it on stays, accident. Yeah. Not enough time. Can't blend that out. 
we know podcasts okay eve awesome thanks casey hey thank you i'll be around i'm not going anywhere all right you can interview me next great okay <laughs>